I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Betty Boo still doing the do, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. Spurs back at Arsenal on the FA Cup finals tomorrow. It's Friday 13th of May. I'm Marcus Speller. It's Jim Campbell. And I'm Luke Aaron Moore. Welcome, one and all, to your fabulous Friday. Come on, everybody! <laughs> We're here. It's like you're dictating to people. I tell you, you what, you 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 go from <laughs> people. People generally go, Jim, won't they? Have a nice weekend. Like, have a great yeah. weekend. Marcus will demand you have yes, a good yes. weekend. Insist upon In a it. Mildly chilling way. And then they'll check on Monday. <laughs> Make sure that you're the right side of the fence on Monday. Absolutely right. And I would also like to say to our listeners that uh, on the way in this morning, mm. I bumped into Marcus on the escalator of the tube coming up at Highbury Islington, <laughs> and um, genuinely, Jim. Uh, Mark, I tapped Mark on the shoulder he saw me alright mate yeah took his headphones out got his phone out to pause his phone Pitbull <laughs> I promise you I promise you he was listening to Pitbull love it yeah oh dear love it well those um, eagle-eared does that work uh, listeners will have noticed how I started the show there yeah our old friend Ian Ian K on Twitter mm. pointed this out to me today might have been yesterday Betty Boo has a new single out really yep wow. she's back She's been back for a little while. The single is called Shining Star. I haven't listened to it yet. I'm saving that for later when work is over. Have you befriended a radio plugger? I think so. But Why do you... I have to explain to our <laughs> listeners all the people that you yeah. talk about? <laughs> but I could. The, the, her first single, which was a couple of months ago, which I have listened to, Jim, I can't believe my luck. So the so... single is literally called Get Me to the Weekend. <laughs> And I, I want to add the caveat, Jim, the footnote here for our <laughs> listeners. That, and I'm just taking this directly from Betty Boo's Wikipedia page. Between 1990 and go. 1992, Great Betty Boo had a successful solo career. <laughs> I reckon we're about ready for the Leeds Brighton preview. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Jim, I'm trying to delay talking about uh-huh. the North London derby, mate. He wants to get it over with. It's like a plaster you want to rip off, isn't it, Jim? Yeah, maybe. All right, everybody. Uh, yeah. Well, look, Jim's just thinking, get me to the weekend. Do you, do you stand with Mikel? As of you course, do, do of your course. score and all your, all your admin yeah, bits. Spurs won 3-0, Arsenal down to 10 men. Kane and Son obviously among the goals. All went wrong. 
all went wrong, Jim. A huge game this was. It Our was. very own Luke Aaron Moore was in attendance. I was. You were cowering at home watching. Um, I watched it in a pub, actually. Did you? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're always in the pub, so it's kind yes. of like your makeshift yeah. home for you, really, in one would way. say. Okay. When I said, do you stand with Mikel, I meant, do you stand with the comments you made after the game, which I thought were baffling. Um, which comments in particular? The ones that Antonio Conte um, had a little bite back at. Mikel Arteta repeatedly said to Jeffrey, listen. Oh, he'll it, 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 be banned for six months. <laughs> we all empathise with having to talk to Jeff. We know yeah. about that. Indeed. But he kept saying, if I speak, I'll be suspended. If I speak. So yeah. It was like a Jose Mourinho, wasn't it? If yeah, I speak, yeah, I'm yeah. in trouble. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, I th- thought the penalty was very soft and very frustrating. So I imagine he's talking about that. Um, maybe he was t- t- wanted to tear strips off Rob Holding. Seems unlikely. Mm. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, why not? Why not? So, I, all right, I stand well, with Mikel. Fine, then. Good. <laughs> good. If that's what you want. Well, it's about time you stood with someone. Yeah. Um, but uh, Jim reckons the penalty was soft, Luke. I thought it was a penalty. Right. I mean, I, I don't really... Uh, I, I understand sometimes when people say soft or harsh or whatever. Mm-hmm. You said it yourself on the WhatsApp at the time. Yeah. I, I, where I was sat, I, it, I was right in line with it and it looked like a blatant push at first glance. Yeah. But then when I watched it back on the video, it maybe looked a little bit softer. Mm. But ultimately, I mean... It's a penalty 20-odd minutes in. Mm. It's a killer for, for Arsenal's momentum because I thought the game was quite even up until well, that Arsenal point. were on the front foot for the first five or ten minutes, weren't they? But it, They were, absolutely. But if Arsenal were to look to blame anyone for this defeat last night, I want to blame Rob Holden. Oh, absolutely, yeah. without a doubt. I mean, yeah. it's, whether the penalty's soft or not, soft penalties happen. Penalties that aren't penalties mm. happen. You have to deal with it in the game. Rob Holding was so pumped up yesterday. I think what he was perhaps almost referencing from his own career. Do you remember the FA Cup final when him and Per Mertesacker yeah. um, absolutely shithoused Diego Costa yeah. sort of came out of nowhere? Yeah. I think he pumped himself up for a similar sort yeah, of I performance. Think right. And heard earlier, like, I mean, in the, in the 33 minutes he was on the pitch, he committed more fouls than he's done in any other game all season. And he was persistently fouling, which is what his first booking was for. So mm-hmm. he currently had complaints over that. The, the decision to essentially body check Son, like, you know, whatever people say about Son's reaction to it is, is a mad one. He can have no complaints. Just really, absolutely, both are. Because, again, because of the, you know, persistent fouling. I'm just so surprised that a, a player that's normally so calm and level-headed and, mm. and kind of reliable has let the situation get to him like that. And I think it is that. I think it's the pressure of it. It's the, the nature of the derby, the, the high stakes. And it's just so frustrating because it just kills kills any chance of a, of a realistic context, uh, yeah, contest. It did. And it really did kill it. I mean, I, I sometimes sort of, want to sort of say to teams when they go down to 10 men like, I, I know you're down to 10 you're up against it you're already 1-0 down but like there's still something to play for but Arsenal really crumbled mm. yeah I felt that particularly after uh, I'll come back onto the Rob Holden thing in a minute because my take is maybe slightly different but I, I feared for Arsenal straight after half time yeah. when that, that goal that, that, that Son scored that looked to me like, oh, shit, that's a bad one. Yeah. That, that's mm. like a kind of, they might Falling have down tools one. here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, yeah, you're thinking five, six, seven. But yeah, but for a combination of Arsenal kind of dragging themselves back together, which I think they deserve a little bit of credit for, and I think, you know, with respect, Spurs taking their foot off the gas a wee bit because yeah. they've yeah. got two big games to come. They would never have dreamed they could have taken Sun off and saved his mm-hmm. legs and all the rest of it. Um, he wasn't it, best pleased, though, yeah. going for the golden No, he, was, he wasn't. <laughs> um, uh, and, you know, he, you know, I think Sun Heung-Ming's public public reputation is quite a bit higher than perhaps it should be. Uh, if I was Son Heung-Min being taken off in that situation, I would refuse to ever play for Spurs again. <laughs> Personally. Yeah. Yeah. No, I want to go back to the Rob Holden thing. I, I might not get much sympathy in this room or even among our listenership, mm. but I thought this when I first saw the second challenge and I kind of didn't see anything in the video replay when I got home to, to, to disavow me of the, of the opinion. I actually thought he was quite lucky to get away with that not being a straight red. Because no, I, I the shoulder goes into the face. It looks deliberate, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And I think it's not... And I, I completely agree with what Jim said about the way Holding approached the game. I think on another day, he could have got a red. Yeah. Now, the reason that's important, of course, is because if that's violent conduct, that's mm. a bigger ban. Yes. And a bigger ban could be a massive difference in the running for the last two games of the season. So in actual fact, you could argue... Rob Holding's played a blinder. Yeah, he's got away with one. He's got away with one. Yeah, no, I, I, Jim, not he, the honestly, most controversial opinion you've had. I can't tell you enough. <laughs> thank you very much. I can't <laughs> tell you enough how how long time coming that first booking was, even though it was about 17 minutes yeah, in. Yeah. Yeah. He could have been booked about three times by that. I yeah. think your slightly earlier point um, uh, about Son having a, a better, sort of a very good PR and a better reputation publicly than perhaps is is, is earned or, yeah. or deserved yeah, is yeah. more controversial than what you said about Rob Holman. Okay, great. You but, think? No, you, I, th- well, I think I you think... love you love old Sonny, do you? No, no, I th- I know. I just think that I, I I think what you said about Rob Holding there is I think 
some people would have maybe felt the same. But you, but his son is quite well liked. I think I don't think Rob Holding he is, is um, disguising the fact that he will make a tactical foul. Yeah, and I'm not saying that Son does that as well, but I think you know Son sometimes makes a bit more of challenges. He he probably commits more fouls than people would expect, but it's just everyone's you know everyone's like ah oh, Son he's great he's cool he's he's fun and Do you think, but a bit he's, like... he's got he's. It's not necessarily a bad thing to have these things to your game because it, it wins his team a yeah. bit points like and challenges and his partner et cetera, but... in crime, Jim Harry Kane. Yeah. Although now people are pointing out Harry Kane, he backs into defenders and all that. But for a time, it was mm. you know he was the golden boy of, of of English football. You could say an English national team and, and all that. I thought he was. I thought it was excellent last night because uh, I didn't think he played very well in the in the previous game. I saw him in mm. um, for Spurs. I think he was caught off the pace, but he kind of. <clears throat> managed to rouse himself for this game, which you can probably understand. It's a big, Spurs' biggest game of the season. I have to say, the atmosphere inside the stadium last night was absolutely incredible. It yeah. was. It was. I've probably been to that stadium. I don't know, ten times. That was the best atmosphere I've seen there. Yeah, yeah. It was, the, it was the Emirates incredible. is the same in that for, game for, it's, the, for it's the Spurs. Game. Yeah, can, all right, Jim. All right. Yeah, yeah. well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I love all my children equally, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a marquee result for them, wasn't it? The biggest yes. win over Arsenal, or certainly in the league uh, since the, sort of the early '80s, something like that. Mm. Um, so yes, it, it, you know, it's still. Still a newish stadium, I suppose. Yeah. For, for oh, yeah, very, still very new. It takes okay. a long time to bed into a stadium. And of course, they missed a lot of football there with the pandemic. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I think when you go, when you come out of this, there's still a lot, there's still a lot to be football to be played. I know it's only a couple of games or whatever, but there's still a lot mm. of twists and turns yet in this mm. race because I feel like there's a chance Arsenal may drop a couple of points. And yeah. Arsenal have got an e- uh, sorry, Spurs have got an easier run in. Yeah. But what I would say is that um, based on what I saw last night and what I've seen in flashes this season from Spurs on the Conte, I think there might be a Good, a good going concern next season when Conte has a whole summer to work with them. Yeah, I think the the, the next two games are absolutely fascinating, aren't they? Because Spurs have got Burnley. You might look at that as a potential banana skin, but it's at home, so you think Spurs will probably take care of that. Although Burnley will still, you know, in, in theory, be <clears throat> fighting for their lives. So that's always difficult. Um, Arsenal have Newcastle next on Monday night. For some reason, Arsenal hate playing on Mondays. They're really just not very good on Mondays. Mm. Also, Jim, I mean, that, that's bo- a tough game to go, especially with approach, Jim. Indeed, yeah, um, <laughs> far less tedious. Reference. But uh, <laughs> even in the context of yesterday, far less tedious. But Jim, could Spurs though? Um, <laughs> He's found one older than Lisa Stansfield. <laughs> <laughs> not that you're a Betty Boo. We'll talk about yeah, Lisa yeah, Stansfield. Yeah, Betty yeah. Boo. But They're the same seen, person I'm, in my mind. Never seen them in a room together. No. Um, but 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 Jim, I mean, look, just for you and Arsenal fans to try and grasp onto something. Um, Spurs play Norwich on the last day of the season. Uh-huh. Is that going to be reminiscent to the time they played Newcastle? On the well, last see, day this the is the thing, isn't it? Like you look at that and think, actually, sometimes an already relegated team they 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 play for pride on the last day. Jim, don't do this I to yourself. S- I see not a chance yeah, of okay, that happening right, because okay. they are spectacularly bad. Well, I'm glad. What I was going to say about the Newcastle game uh, is that the, the potentially injuries to Gabriel there, suspension for Rob Holding. Don't know how fit Ben White is. It's potentially going to be a quite makeshift defence against Newcastle, who are like, despite losing the last two games, mm-hmm. have been bang in form. So that is this is a it is a squeaky bum time on Monday, it's, frustratingly it's, so. Yeah. It's making mind up time because the added pressure will be the fact that you know if it goes as Spurs hope it goes, they'll be above Arsenal mm-hmm. by the time that game comes around, which mm-hmm. brings its own pressure. And then Arsenal, have, you know, it's, it's it's that time of the season now where you are going to have players missing, where it's going to mm. be a bit threadbare, and you've got to really kind of put your shoulder to the wheel and get over the line. Yeah. And actually, Arsenal also have it at the back of their mind probably that if they had just done what they were supposed to do, it would have been over already. Yeah, I think you can't look at that though. They won't be able to look you, at that, you, but yeah, I mean, we you, we can yeah, mention it. Yeah. Indeed. Oh yeah, it's, it's those three games. Uh, they lost in a row three games that, on paper, you think even a point should have been realistic mm. out of out of them, even if you're in a bad patch of form. But you know. Mm. Here we are. Despite but it keeps it all alive, doesn't it? So you're welcome. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, despite that loss, though, it is still in Arsenal's hands. So I'm, I was glad Mikel Arteta, when he when he talked about, you know, I didn't want to say anything, blah, blah, blah. And he said, such a beautiful game was destroyed. Seldom does one of the managers say something on behalf of the neutrals. And I thank him for that. <laughs> <laughs> I really do I, 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 I understand why he did it. I know I criticised him earlier. He wants to kind of apportion as much of the blame as he can off of his own team. Mm. He wants to maintain a bit of togetherness I get all that I just think sometimes I, I know, we've seen lots of managers do that and we could sit and name mm-hmm. them all day so I don't suggest we do that but I do think there's a time when it almost becomes so ridiculous that yeah. it's actually detrimental and, you've got and I think careful. last night was on the border of that uh, and, and a, man- I don't expect you and know, a I don't manager's agree. temperament is, is, is very important at this time we've seen Manchester City now I know Manchester City are are one of the best teams in the world, but but after that loss, <coughs> excuse me, to Real Madrid, they did need to pick themselves up. They're right, they're, you know, there were games to win in the Premier League. Well, you look at what they've done recently. Mm. They've hammered teams. They're like, a Premier League algorithm, aren't they? Essentially, yeah, they are. Yeah, but Guardiola said, you know, we're going to get over this and we pick ourselves up. Arteta's got to pick them up. Yeah, he really does. 
and this is this is important because it's a test of his management because skills. Spurs <laughs> have got the momentum. Yes, Arsenal have the extra point, but Spurs have got the momentum. We've also got a good goal difference as well, which uh, you know could, maybe could come into play. Um, uh, and, and as we say, Conte sort of fighting back at Arteta saying, yeah, he's a very good coach and I think he could become a very important coach for the future. But in six months, I've heard him complain a lot. At Liverpool, do you hear me complain about Fabinho? No. Absolute masterclass, yes. isn't it? it that's, really that's experience. Is. That's how you do it. Uh, <laughs> so very... I, I, I do think Arteta's got all the makings of becoming a really great manager. Totally, yeah. I think Conte already is one. Uh, but but that's, that's, that's the kind of difference. Indeed, it's, yeah. not, it's not Arteta's Well, fault. Conte needed to use his mad management to say when Son got taken off because mm. he was annoyed because I couldn't believe he's just won behind Salah in the, in the golden boot race yeah, it's amazing. shows you the season he's a brilliant he's season it's slightly under the radar and, you and, could and, say and you could see actually and Jim speaks a lot of truth when he talks about Holden's approach to playing up against Son you could see that whole back line were yeah. kind of very wary but there was, mm. I don't know, I don't know if, it was, if it was properly picked up on the, on the TV but there was a moment very early on where Son picked up the ball just his own half, turned the player and just drove mm. at the um, Arsenal yeah. defence and they couldn't deal with it. Luckily, he kind of made a weird decision to go off to the wide. Holding. Yeah, right. And, and they, they, could, couldn't, they couldn't keep mm. up with him and it, and it felt like, man, this could be a long night if this carries on. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, you know, he puts the, uh, he puts the willies up the defenders, you'd mm. say. Um, <laughs> Spurs, though, they do play Burnley on, on Sunday at, uh, at 12 o'clock. Uh, Burnley did beat Spurs 1-0 back in February just after Spurs had beaten Man City. Is yeah. that some sort of omen? I mean, Conte said last night, it's right to celebrate but we lost to Burnley. You remember very, very well. This game made me very, very angry. We can't so, tell though, yeah, Antonio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, look yeah. the same if you're happy or angry. Always angry. I know, but yeah, because in his, he's it's a very aggressive um, sort of uh, jubilation when yes. he, when when they score, and he's like hugging someone. Yeah. And he, he needs like um, like I don't know, like like somebody that, that, that maybe the club need to hire someone who's like a, a professional huggy. Who just is there to be, you know, have like the, what, a free hugs person? No, sort of, but they they're on the receiving end because Conte very much hugs you. Well, like a human shield, kind of. Yeah. When Spurs score like a last minute goal, because you think about when he when Conte charges at them and he jumps into them, like the the, the coaching staff may think, hang on, he's getting a bit. I quite rate quickly. myself as a hugger, so I could probably do. Maybe it. it's you sending yeah. the huggy quickly. Yeah. <laughs> like a, like I mean, a stress ball. Can I can I give can I give um, Jim a little bit of uh, solace by saying, look at the profile of teams mm. that Spurs have lost to this season they've lost um, to um, Brighton at home mm-hmm. they've lost to Burnley as you mentioned they've lost to Wolves at home <laughs> Here we go, they've Jim. lost to Southampton at home you're just mugging Jim off no I'm not I'm just saying and, and, and you know you're going to Burnley after such a big outpouring of emotion mm-hmm. in a game on Thursday night against your biggest yeah, but, rival but for the last half an hour or more it wasn't an outpouring of emotion was it that's what's for the, the fans thing. what's for the fans yeah but mm. the fans aren't on the pitch playing are they no. No. We'll, we'll see I think again it's um, it's Mad to me that we're even having this conversation. Arsenal was so far ahead of where uh, we expected mm. them to be. So it's it's still... Uh... It's the taste of the biscuit you've had, isn't it? Well, this is it. Yeah, this yeah, is it. Yeah. But, but, um... but you've got to hand it to Conte and Spurs, though. When he took over, Spurs were eighth, and they're now a point off, uh, off fourth spot, yeah. spot with two games. Mm. It's, a, it's a magnificent job, you know. And he's, he's not been in England, back in England that long, of course. And he didn't have a pre-season with a minor. Well, considering that he won the league in, it- in Italy with Inter, in Serie A, he was top of the tree. Then he, then he leaves and then he comes to Spurs, obviously, in that situation. He was very frustrated, as he reminded us with that Burnley loss. Mm. And now look at them, incredible. If we can stay, or, or if we can talk about another Italian manager who's operating in Italy right now, just very, very briefly, because I think the Ramble fans want to know about this. Napoli fans put a huge banner outside their stadium this week, directed at their manager, Luciano Spalletti. And the banner said, Spalletti, your, your, your panda will be given back as long as you leave. His Fiat Panda was stolen earlier this year. <laughs> Why was he driving a Fiat Panda in what? the first place? That's a... The secondary decoy question. Car. The decoy <laughs> car. Just in case this happens, surely. I mean, that is like... And also, did they? It, this implies they stole it when things were going a bit better, like just in case. It's <laughs> the scene is so typically Neapolitan. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> oh, amazing. dearie, dearie, dearie me. Back in the Premier League, though, we go um, uh, to Leeds versus Brighton. It's on Sunday at 2pm. A huge game for Leeds United, this one. Must-win game um, because of their minus 38 goal difference. Um, as, as Martin Cohen uh, said, Leeds United look doomed and they should... They should Listen to that because never has a man. Best piece of news Leeds have had all fucking season. Martin Keown saying that. Never has a man always um, looked consistently doomed as Martin Keown himself. (laughs) But um, but it's it's a huge game. Brighton's away form has been brilliant, so that doesn't look good for for Leeds, of course. Um, But it's a huge game for them. Uh, Jack Harrison and Rafinha could be out after going off injured versus Chelsea. They are just they seem down to the bare bones. Dan James is not going to be playing because of that. Crazy Mad red decision. card. Luke Ayling's out for the rest of the season. I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's an absolutely huge game. Leeds, Leeds have got a load of players missing, and mm. and and what I find interesting about this particular situation with Leeds is that if you if you rewind back to 
I don't know, like a month ago or whatever, they actually went on a pretty good run. They they, they picked yeah. up, mm. I mean, they won three and drew two in five games. Well, there was a quick man- new manager bounce, wasn't there? Yeah, mm. and, and obviously then Man City, the, the huge momentum stoppers that are Man yeah, City come that, to town, you lose 4-0. Then obviously the tough game against Arsenal where they had a player sent off and they got a player sent off mm-hmm. again against Chelsea, rightly so, because that was an appalling challenge. Mm-hmm. Really, really poor. I actually put Kovacic out the cup final, I think, as well. Looking, looking like it, yeah. An yeah. awful thing. Um, and yeah, key this time of the season, I mean, I think it was Jim who mentioned it earlier with Man City. Look at what De Bruyne did, um, mm. scoring four in a game and coming into form at this right time because he's been yeah. properly managed and all the rest of it. Man City's momentum yeah. is incredible. Leeds' lack of momentum at the key part of the mm-hmm. season could be what finishes them off. We're sliding into the relegation zone now is it's massive, isn't it? Absolutely it's... terrible. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, Brighton, yeah, like, I guess one thing working in, in Leeds' favour is that Brighton don't really have an awful lot to play for. But I haven't really seen anything Brighton aren't, aren't, from Leeds in the last few games yeah. to think, God, they can really do much here. But also, I think in terms of sorry, Marcus, I think in terms of momentum, you know, Brighton's, Brighton's wins over Man United and, and, and Wolves have, have scored a lot of goals. They're just enjoying their football so much they, right now. They and for, as for as possible. Exactly. That, I mean, that, that has yeah. a lot of value, doesn't it? They could so, finish so, like, that will be an incredible season for them. To finish in the top half, they'll be so motiva- motivated for that. So I think, actually, they probably do have quite a lot to play for. Well, they, yeah, well, they want to make sure they finish in the top half. And as I say, they want to finish as, as, as best they can. And if that's eight, they're currently ninth. If that finishes eight, that is a, that's a phenomenal season. I mean, whatever happens, they've had a great season, of mm. course. I mean, the, the, the decision, go back to Leeds, the decision to sack Bielsa and replace him with Marsh is being bemoaned even more than it initially was among Leeds fans, and I understand that. Now, one could say that <clears throat> those few wins that Marsh picked up actually has ensured that Leeds are still alive. Yeah. But I mean, if they go down, they'll say, well, we might as well have gone down with the guy that we love. And got yeah, it's always tough place. because Bill's <clears throat> such a legend there. And rightly so, you know, yeah. he, he, mm. they, they, he took to the city, the city took to him. He achieved amazing things for them, restored them back into the top flight, which is where Leeds United as a club belong. I think yeah. we can all agree on that. Uh, and, and it was always going to be a tough job for mm-hmm. Marsh to come in and replace such a well-loved coach. But, you know, what, what, what would be really interesting for the neutral in this situation, of which, you know, all three of us are and a lot of our listeners will be, is if we see um, if we, if we see Burnley lose because they're playing first on Sunday, because all the games are on Sunday and Monday, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And then you see Leeds beat Brighton and you've got Everton who play later that day. So if you get a Leeds win and Everton and Burnley both um, fail to win, yeah. it's a brilliant running. Yeah, them, them, because them, they'll them. go a point above both of them. Although they'll go a point mm-hmm. above uh, Everton... And uh, three points above Burnley. Yeah, well, speaking of Everton, they've obviously got Brentford, as you say, at 4.30 on, on the Sunday afternoon. Everton, two points clear um, facing uh, Brentford. I mean, they that point against Watford could prove crucial, but I mean, they would have wanted all three, of course, yeah. against an already relegated side. But I suppose you just take what you can. Um, but against Brentford, you know, Brentford are looking good as well. I mean, we mentioned Brighton finishing as, as strong as they can. Brentford are having a, a lovely time. They've won four in their last six. Uh, and again, they'll want to finish as, as high as possible. And and, and Thomas Frank um, said there's a very good chance that Christian Eriksen will stay at the club. And and they've got ambitions. You know, if you're talking about Eriksen, who's been brilliant since he's come back, they, they're trying to... I don't think they're going to be finishing in, in the top half of the table. Um, still a chance, but it, probably unlikely. I don't, I don't think Eriksen stays. And I don't, I, and I think... But that's the, that's, that's the ambition that they have. Yeah, of course. I've got plenty of ambitions, mate. It doesn't mean uh, they're going to happen. Go on, then. Uh, how long have you got? Uh, probably not that long. <laughs> <laughs> but I do I do agree they've had a brilliant season they look at home in the Premier League and that's the biggest compliment you can pay them really yep. I mean they'll probably end this season on what 45 points or mm. something like that which is you know fantastic yeah absolutely so yeah so it's not a given um, Everton uh, do need to take care of business they've had some some, some better results of, of late of course but it is still to play for it is still to play for I mean they, them and Burnley do have a game in hand on Leeds, so uh, we, we we shall see how that one goes. Um, a former uh, uh, Everton player, David Clarkson, by the way, was reflecting on his time at Everton. How much did I hope you were going to say Phil Neville then? Ah, give me a moment. <laughs> uh, but he was there for 2017-18. He was bought for over 23 million and sold at the end of the season for half the price. It's the Everton way. Um, he said, at Everton, I really suffered from culture shock. If it's not going well there, they hoof the ball forward. Yeah. That's not that's not just unique to Everton. Um, uh, but he's uh, only talking about them, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. He's back at Ajax now, isn't he? Mm, yeah, on, a terrible dream. On the subject of uh, <laughs> former Everton players, uh, Phil Neville. Thank you very much. Handed his son uh, his Inter Miami debut. How uh, do you reckon week. he told him, Marcus? Uh, he did, just a little whisper in the ear. You, you're playing really well at the moment <laughs> for the youth team. <laughs> Come on, Harvey. Harvey Neville came on as a substitute. Harvey for DeAndre Yedlin. 
Oh, yeah, nice. Against mm. South Georgia Tormentor. Um, And uh, yeah, um, uh, the big news with Inter Miami is James Rodriguez is uh, reportedly set to turn down a move to Inter Miami. But it's nice to be in the in the conversation, isn't it, (laughs) Phil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this sort of marks a change with his policy with family, doesn't it? With Phil Neville, do you remember there were those quotes from him a little while ago about how he doesn't, you know, doesn't really like friends. (laughs) <laughs> we like his kids having friends. That's... He's integrating him into a team now. Yeah. We have to change quite a lot. Very, very Go interesting. Go on, Harvey. Very interesting. We'll end the first half, by the way, just saying, uh, Watford fans, you know, obviously it's not much, uh, well, there's nothing to play for. It's been a bit of a disaster. But their season hasn't been a complete disaster because they've broken the record for the most nutmegs in a season in Europe's top five leagues with 66 nutmegs. PSG held the previous record with 62. That should keep them going all through the summer. Yeah, absolutely. Like what a fantastic build on, isn't that? It? Yeah. Something. Are they coaching that? I don't know, Jim, <laughs> but it's something to hang their hats on. There'll be a lot of young kids playing FIFA at the moment. They'll be absolutely delighted to hear that. <laughs> Selecting Watford as their team. Right, everybody, with. let's have a quick break. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Jermaine Defoe, and this is the Football Ramble. Welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. It's now time for emails. Yes, Dan Rose has been in touch and he says, Hello Ramblers, I previously emailed detailing my journey following the FA Cup from the extra preliminary round onwards, winner stays on style, and whether I should go to the city ground as a Derby fan to watch Forest v Huddersfield. Your advice was to go, but to try and get a ticket in the away end. Well, I did. Unfortunately, Forest beat Huddersfield. <laughs> I couldn't get a ticket for Forest v Liverpool, but I didn't want the run to end. So I went to Palace v Everton in the, in the quarterfinals instead. Then Palace v Chelsea. And thanks to the lovely guys at My Road to Wembley, I have a ticket to the final. Ooh. All 14 rounds from the extra prelims to the final and one replay, Barrow versus Ipswich, is something that I never expected to do. And obviously, I am buzzing. I will be sitting in the Chelsea end of the ground. So my question for you is, how do I integrate myself with the Chelsea fans? Uh, Flat caps. <laughs> He's just asking for us to yeah, just yeah, make a load of enemies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just be an ordinary, decent citizen, eh, Jim? Take, yeah. Take, take a cab to the ground. Yeah. If sure. you can get one. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Oh, you get an Uber. Yeah. Um, no, that's not fitting in. Well, well, I mean, they've, they've killed their livelihood, haven't they? So there's nothing. Yeah. That's no, what I mean. No real black cabs left anymore, mate. But they'll all be at the game. Mm. This is. Oh. Yeah, go on. I'm just ruining my own week here, aren't I? It's been bad <laughs> enough. Um, you could be really angry about how unfair everything is <laughs> on your club. <laughs> oh, we had 14 years of unlimited budgets and now it's so unfair. <laughs> fuck off. For anyone who might tweet me, fuck off in advance. Chuck football ramble. Enjoy the final <laughs> work. At football ramble. This, My- this is so refreshing for me. <laughs> I, I, mean, I tell you what. I'll tell you, I wish I'd done this ages ago. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. I, my brain won't accept that the FA Cup finals this week. It's oh, just yeah. like nestled in with a Premier League weekend. It doesn't seem right, does it? Jim, it's just over 24 hours away, baby. It's weird. Mm. Does it make you, do you think it makes you like a kind of old gammon to say that you want the <laughs> FA Cup final to be on its own day at three o'clock? In on black Saturday? and white. Uh, I don't <laughs> want it in black <laughs> and white. Horse on the pitch. <laughs> but it makes you a gammon. I don't think it makes you old necessarily. I think it. I think it's a fair thing. You want the final to stand out because the final's a showpiece thing and it should be at the end of the season. The Champions League caps off the yeah. the, the it, whole season. Uh, it will probably return to that at some point though, won't it? I imagine will this it, is Jim? just but this is a, a season that's had a very, very complicated scheduling situation for various reasons. But all the Premier League games mm. on the Sunday, aren't they? Mm. And then the FA Cup does uh, the thing is, the one thing that does stick in my craw a little bit mm. is that I believe I'm right in saying that they moved it from three to I think it was been five in recent years, and now it's four forty-five. Yeah, it was five thirty, I think. Yeah. Because like, they said that that's better for TV audiences and more people watch TV at that kind of time. And it's like, God, it's like the FA Cup final. Like, yeah. It yeah. transcends <laughs> our sport really. It's the it's oldest cup competition. Yeah, and people, it's almost a bit like the World Cup. People who don't necessarily like football. Mm. You'd like to think we still watch the cup yeah. final because it's a big deal. So maybe stick to the tradition. Sometimes tradition stuff's good. Yeah, but. What's on at three pm though? What on on TV? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because that's the thing. We, we want we want those who aren't that bothered about football to watch the game. Yeah. That's clearly what they're saying, isn't it? Yeah, they need the they need the viewers. Yeah, yeah it's a rerun of Corrie or something. I don't know. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, go on then. I'm gonna tell you on Saturday. Yeah, in the afternoon, three pm. Um, well, they're doing channels. they're doing a lot of. To be fair, they're doing on the BBC. They're doing a lot of FA Cup build up. Yeah, they will do. Yeah. And you have got a bit of the horse racing on ITV. Right. And um, BBC Two's got a um, a movie called In Which We Serve. There you uh, are from you 1942, see. directed by Noel Coward. But you've got World to have War it on after that. Got to have it on after that. Drama, yeah. Uh-huh. And then if you want, if you fancy it, you can watch um, Our Yorkshire Farm, and then Three Men and the Baby on Channel Five. So <sighs> take TV's your, weird. Take your chance. See, this is. I why can't it... believe that's from. Is this definitely from this year? <laughs> it's not from like. 1992. I'll answer that, Jim, by saying, actually, uh, you can watch Three Men and the Baby on Channel 5. Yeah. Guess what you can watch straight after? Uh, all of Betty Boo's singles. Three Men and the Little Lady. Oh, course, there you go. Which like... ghost in one of those movies. No. On average, goes from <laughs> Three Men and the Baby gets four out of five. Yeah. And Three Men and the Little Lady only gets two out of five. So really? maybe mm. switch off and turn over to the FA I Cup final. Were, I thought they were equally as good. Yeah. Um, but they won't be as good as the FA Cup final. Liverpool versus Chelsea, of course. Quarter to five on Saturday. A rerun of the Carabao Cup final. Yes. Yes. I think that's, this is... that's how it's being billed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Even in the, the sequel. Even um... <laughs> this time it's personal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's two out of five. Even in terms of, you know, this being a cup final, I feel like it's possibly even bigger than it usually would be for both teams because obviously Chelsea have had a very, very turbulent season despite mm. the uh, jibes I made, made at them earlier. So they they need a positive. They need something t- tangible to take out of this season because that will that will spur them on. Um, Liverpool obviously need to keep up that winning habit mm-hmm. because they've they've got a tough run in. I, internally, the quadruple's I don't still on. Internally, I don't think they'll be thinking about that. Um, so they won't be thinking about winning the competition. They are going to be thinking in. about winning every competition they're right. in, but they're not going to be running around the training ground going quadruple, quadruple. No, let's worry about the quadruple. Yeah, that would be weird, wouldn't it? It would be yeah. weird. But they are I don't know why you suggested it, Marcus. <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, I am the you're first, out of your mind, Marcus. I'm the first that. person mm. to, to mention that word, quadruple. Not just your aunt. This is kidding. the three men and a little lady of cup finals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Three men and a, and a lady. Yeah, is the is the natural sequel. Which why have we not got that? All this nostalgia crap we have these days. Are all those actors still alive? Dancing, yes. Selleck, yes. Gutenberg, yes. Yeah, there you go. No problem. Yeah. Not, not a problem. No, get it in there. Get it in there. Yeah. Um, this will be Liverpool's 60th and Chelsea's 61st game. Well, Liverpool, uh, Liverpool are going to basically play every single game available to them in theory at the start of the season, aren't they? Yes. That's right, yeah. yeah, they are. And so, neither of them are playing in the championship, and they've had those that, that amount of games. It's incredible. Really. That's a, that's a quiet that's a quiet season in the championship. Yeah. It's a very so that's almost a season <laughs> off. Yeah, that's, that's like a boxer <laughs> taking a round off yeah, in a fight. Absolutely, <laughs> it's a congested couple of months. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's a couple of months all exactly. the same. That's it. Yeah. Well, of course, the FA Cup is the only trophy missing from Jurgen Klopp's cabinet from all the competitions that they they are able to compete in. Um, he's he's won the lot other than the FA Cup, Jim. So this is personal for mm. old Klopper, you would say. Does um, anyone call him Klopper? Do you the only one that calls him Klopper? Don't they call him Kloppo? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But um, old Clippity Klopp will want to make sure that they uh, get over the finish line and uh, capture that domestic trophy. Uh, it was quite funny because at the start of the season, weren't people saying, oh, the thing is with Klopp at Liverpool, they've not won that many domestic trophies. All yes. right, fine. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, League Cup's yeah. done, in the bag. <laughs> well, they still haven't, have they? Well, they've they've won they've won one this season. They could I, I, win I, I think, a domestic cup double. I think you can legitimately say yeah. it, it, it's a big if. Go on. If Liverpool win all of those trophies, if they win all four, you could legitimately say the best English club side of all time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm happy to yeah, say that now. Yeah. But what I, I do also think, conversely, is 
that for the quality of team that he's built, which Klopp deserves all the credit for, yeah. along with the players, the amount of trophy return at this point is actually quite under, underwhelming. But that is because of Manchester City. Yeah, well, I mean, I, so I what? Think, give, I don't know. I think well, given, because it's a better, other better team. But given given what they're competing <laughs> against, and if if you look at the context of the points totals yeah. of of you know the, not so much this season, but some of the ding dongs they've had, it is it's absolutely phenomenal for Liverpool to be, even be competing, let alone winning things. And the trophies they've won are you know the Champions League and the Premier League. It's, it's as big as it gets, especially well, given how given <laughs> yeah, it's right. Okay, it's bigger than all of them. Given, you know, yeah. In theory, I suppose mm. it is, but you know. G- I don't think you can take away the context of Liverpool having to wait 30 years to win well, the Premier League as well. And also, Luke, what you said there is true. If they win the quadruple, then they go down as, as one of, if not the greatest English side. But they could win three of those trophies and then lose the league on goal difference or yeah. a point or something. Yeah. And therefore, oh, well, we, we won't give them that mantra. And I understand that, that, that your point stands because well, you didn't get over the line. you know. Mm. But that is the margin that we're dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. Because they could pit Man City to the league. They could win the FA Cup uh, tomorrow. I think they will and then, win the and then, and then Real Madrid do what Real Madrid do this season yeah. and, and they just nick the Champions yeah. League and then we go, oh, well, actually, we can't. Well, to, to me, it feels, I understand, the margins are tight at the very top level, totally. To me, it feels at the moment, set, sat here, that they will win the FA Cup. I think they might lose out in the Champions League final I don't think, and I don't think they'll win the league. That's, that's my See, I, yeah, well, think... I, my, my, I always fancied them for the three cups and then Man City for the league. Okay. Is that a uh, disappointing return if they just win the league and the cup? Obviously, Klopp would have answered they mm, don't get enough domestic cups um, mm-hmm. criticism, but would that? do you think that would be a disappointing season I th- I for think, them in the context? I, think, I, think for the quali- I understand Marcus's point. I don't necessarily even disagree with Marcus's point because only one team can win, all the, win mm. these things. But I think for the quality of team that Liverpool are, mm-hmm. you, you watch them sometimes and you were like, I can't really... When Liverpool are on the song, yep. I've watched football for a long time, it's hard for me to remember a team that are as good as that. But Manchester City currently, you would, you but, would say. But for them to win FA Cup and, and League Cup and that's it, mm-hmm. I think if I was a Liverpool fan, I'd be disappointed. Understandably, maybe, because of what you said. But I, but, think, if you they, but I think if they were to win the FA Cup tomorrow and then win the Champions League and they finish second in the league, that's a phenomenal season. Yeah. I, I, I just, it, it has to go down as that. I, I, I mean... I can't speak for Liverpool fans, but I think if you're this close to a quadruple, mm. and I know no one's running around the training room, training ground. It's good to make that point again because Marcus was wrong yeah. about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, have, we haven't seen the scenes yeah. of, the, of the training we ground today. Know. We don't know. Yeah. Um, um, I think you'd, you're dreaming at this point, aren't you? Well, so but, but you're going on. So Man City were on for a quadruple when when they were uh, you know phenomenal and they won the league and Probably the league not cup. this late though. Uh, no, maybe not this late, but they, yeah, because they didn't reach the Champions League final, certainly. But they, and they went out in the quarterfinal of the FA Cup. So yeah, you're absolutely right. But they won the league and the League Cup, and people might have thought, oh, that was maybe a touch disappointing. But I think that was a disappointing because Wigan knocked them out of the FA yeah. Cup, hmm. and uh, and in the Champions League, they they didn't go as far as they would have would have wanted to. So, but I, yeah, it's it's a great season without getting too bogged down with this um, talk of, of, of quadruples and, and and so on. But they will have to beat a very good Chelsea side, of course. Um, tomorrow, and as you say, Jim, they—that's the only trophy that they can win this season, and that's what they're uh, going after. Well, no, they did win the World Club Cup this season. Didn't they? <laughs> uh, sorry for to disrespect um, that trophy. So yes, Thomas Tuchel um, is—you uh, know—in in these one-off games, often he's been criticised with his record in finals and and, and so on. Um, but you know, they did win the Champions League last year. But he cancelled the Chelsea players' day off, um, which was last Sunday, to hold clear the air talks because apparently reports were that they were very unhappy. Yeah, I've, I find, it, I find it really interesting because I, it's really difficult to know what the future holds for Chelsea. You've got these new owners coming mm, in. Yes. They've, as Jim's already touched on, and what I thought was a very sensitive way earlier um, about <laughs> how much unlimited budget they've had over the last 14 or 15 years. Um, that, is that going to change? We don't know. Mm. Um, it's going to be a different, completely different setup, of course. Um, and, you know, our friend and colleague Andy Brassel thinks that, you know, first sign of trouble, Tuchel can tend to do the off as well, which mm. then by its own very nature brings uncertainty. Mm. I don't necessarily think the game tomorrow will make a huge difference to Chelsea's medium to long-term future. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the fans would clearly love an FA Cup because it's a, t- it's a, it's a trophy they've, I wouldn't say got used to winning, but they've certainly won it. Oh, they've got great, a yeah. long and happy relationship with it. Definitely, they? definitely. So, And also, it's a one-off game, right? And if you, you talk about Kovacic being, being out, I mean... Fabinho is a far more important yeah. midfield player to Liverpool than Kovacic is to Chelsea, I would agree, yeah. and he's you know he's going to miss out as well, um, which means they'll probably play, or well, they'll almost certainly have to play what um, Cater, Henderson, and Thiago in the middle. Probably so ah, different the, set. The Milner final. Uh, but, yeah, oh well, yeah, could be a finisher. Milner could be a finisher, but um, but of course that's, a, that's that is a great midfield anyway. But Fabinho is a different a different gravy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think I think with Liverpool. Th- 
it's it's difficult now because as you say all this chat about quadruples and so on and so forth the pressure is bigger than perhaps it it it, it would normally be in a final and we'll see how they respond to that, you know, with 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 nerves, with pressure, blah 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 blah. Mm. But if there's one side that can do it, you would you would certainly say um, it would be them. Um, by the way, the women's FA Cup final is also taking place this weekend. Uh, Chelsea and Manchester City go head to head. Um, to look ahead to that one, Rachel from up front sat down with England legend Karen Carney this week for a bonus episode out now on Football Ramble Presents. So get yourselves over there. Um, should be uh, should be a great listen. Uh, one cup result we can all get behind. Everybody from this week over in Finland, a top flight side. Is it pronounced uh, Ilves? Ilvers? Ilvers. Yeah. yeah. Um, they were beaten uh, by their own reserve team. Um, Ilvers two. <laughs> in Three men this, and a little lady. This time it's personal. Apparently, Ted Danson had an absolute blinder. I did yeah. against does. Ted Danson. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly, uh, the winning goal in the 96th minute was an own goal, uh, almost from the halfway line. It was a pass back to the keeper, and it didn't work out very, very well. Yeah. Uh, we thank Mark Wallace uh, on Twitter for drawing our attention yeah. uh, to that one. But my favourite quote from that game was, um, yep. uh, "We regret putting the baby in goal." Tom Teller. <laughs> <laughs> no match for a little lady. <laughs> exactly. You would say. You would if that's say. the Mark Wallace, he has listened, literally been listening to our show for like 10 years plus. So what a man. Still getting in touch. Good mm. on you, Mark. What a, what a glut. Yeah, I mean, if you are a different Mark, thank you for listening anyway, also. but not, not, as, not as grateful as I am to the other Mark. Indeed. indeed. Yeah. Uh, Chaps, championship playoffs are, uh, Ooh, yeah. are happening. Luton hosts Huddersfield tonight at 7.45. Can that Luton town story get even better? That is the question. I mean, it is an incredible story, uh, but I would also like to spare a um, a quick thought for Huddersfield as well, who've had a fantastic season. And I think you have been, it's been a little bit lost how good Huddersfield have done this season as well. They came third. They weren't yeah. fancy. They were in yeah, incredible yeah, yeah. form. The manager there has done a brilliant job, yep. who, again, also wasn't really fancied. Mm-hmm. And they finished a good seven points above Luton. Yeah. Mm. Um, so a little mention for Huddersfield as well is in order, I think. But the Luton story is an incredible one. If you If you look into the detail of that, I mean, I can't remember exactly. I'm saying looking into the detail. I can't actually remember how many years it will be. But like, they must be, if they get promoted here, they must Mm. have the record as being from out of the football league up to the top flight in the shortest amount of time. It must be. Well, they'd be the only side that have done it. Ever done it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Go up and down, uh, which is what what they've done. But you're right. In the playoffs, if you're you're a neutral wondering, who who should I get behind? As you say, you know, you're kind of sport for choice. You've mentioned Huddersfield Town there and they're worthy of... um, of, of that mention, definitely. I mean, winning five of your last six games, you know, that's the momentum to kind of take you in, um, uh, secure your playoff position, but also third position as well, because in theory, you've got the the, the better game with the team finishing sixth, although... The only boring team that could go up through the playoffs, Marcus, yep. in this season is Sheffield United. I thought you might and say And I'm that. saying that partly because we've already seen him in the Premier League and partly because I produced, one of our producers finished a Sheffield United fan. It's yeah. funny. Just one in the eye for him. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But other than that, Forrest's a great story. Yep. Huddersfield's a great story. Yep. Luton is a, a magnificent story, right? So, so Sheffield we, United are going up. <laughs> <laughs> but it probably will be that, won't it? Annoyingly. Mm. But um, yeah, incredible story. I'm looking forward to the game a great who would deal. You, who would you tell neutrals to back? If you've got one choice, and I'll come to you in a sec, Jim, Huddersfield, Forest, Sheffield United or Luton, who are you saying? Well, come I, on, I, get behind this lot. I, I would probably say, having said what I've said about Huddersfield, yeah. my order of preference would be Forest at the top. Why is that? Just because just, I just because I love so, to see so him long. back, it's been yeah, because so of the age I am, and I love watching Forest back in the day. Mm-hmm. They had a great team, and there's a lot of romance involved with that. I think. Um, a city the size of Nottingham as well and they've spent so much time out of this yeah. top flight they've got a great stadium uh, so I'd have Forest then probably Luton because of yep. what you said then Huddersfield then Sheffield United I've got no beef with the Blades no you know you'd be foolish to do you so know, the Owls smashed Portsmouth in the last day of the season 4-1 <laughs> and it was depressing <laughs> so I've got no beef with the Blades yeah but they're at the bottom of my pile. And you're a huge uh, Def Leppard fan as well. I am, mm. exactly. Uh, yeah. Jim that is actually exactly how I'll I would piss place off, it as well. Jim. no fuck you what? <laughs> Uh, yes, yes, what I think. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Pour I, some I sugar on Jim. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 there is a sort of romance to Forest, as, and I, it's based purely on the fact that it's really just nostalgia from them being a, a top-flight concern when when I was younger. I, I agree. The Luton story is amazing. Huddersfield again, great. Sheffield United, mm. boring. Yeah, yeah. Just, just a, it's all objectively true from my perspective. Can I ask you Can I ask you this, though? Yeah. Derby fans will be thinking, if Forrest go up, how much more misery can we put up with, you know? Yeah, mm. well, that, that's a fair point. Um, do you see Luton goalkeeper Matt Ingram has uh, put off his already delayed honeymoon in order to play in the playoffs? He said, the honeymoon has taken a back seat and that will get sorted out when it gets sorted out. <laughs> oh, hey, t- talking, of, talking of romance. Are you still there? <laughs> he didn't say that to his wife, did he? <laughs> yeah. Listen, the honeymoon's taken a back seat. <laughs> 
<laughs> It'll get sorted out when it's sorted out. Got to go. Annulled? What? Yeah. Uh, what? yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, intriguing uh, uh, round of uh, playoff games. As it always well, is. For- Forest against Sheffield United is a bit of a derby as well, a bit of a local derby. Not far away, yeah, are yeah, they? That'll do. That'll do. Yeah. Yeah, because Forest and Wednesday, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, Scott Parker said that this week finishing second is a million percent the best way to enter the Premier League because you're going under the. You radar. love a bit of Scotty P, don't you? I do love Scott Parker. Sometimes I don't love on that. Sometimes WhatsApp, quote. you'll just message the WhatsApp going, I love Scott Parker. That's not true. Yeah. You did that the other day. No, I never. He didn't, he, didn't he, Jim? You did do that the yeah. other day. Oh, I tweeted it out. Oh, you tweeted it out. Okay. Doing the uh, with his dressing room, public domain. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I just didn't say there was a reason for it. I think everyone listening wants your take on the um, Fulham <laughs> official cheese board. Well, yeah. going on my Twitter feed, I think everybody wants it. Yeah, people were saying because uh, there was a photo, wasn't there, of like a, you know those Twitter things, like away days and away fans yeah. and all that, and there was a, a fantastic spread on one of the trains on the tables. I the saw that. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Is yeah. that you, Speller? No, it wasn't. <laughs> well done. If it was me, you'd have seen a cherry bake. Well, what I would have said, good good insight. Uh, yeah. What I would say to people who are interested in the take uh, in, a, in a hot take on the official Fulham wood cheese board mm. is that if you are going to purchase one yep. for yourself or for a friend, just be careful of the res- recessed logo because that's going to pick up a lot of crumbs. Yeah, what I find with point, a, I've point. got a cheese board with a recessed logo in it. Is it a Portsmouth? It's, it's not a Portsmouth one. No, no. they're not on offer. Uh, I inherited it from my wife. I think it's I can't remember what's got on it. Some kind of um, cheese carving or something. Okay. I would slip it over, guys, because ah, the back is completely yeah. smooth. Yeah, you don't want to like be it. dropping crumbs all into the little recessed logo. So if you are going to purchase one, just be mindful of that is yes. what I would say. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, maybe good. fill it in with gold or something. Yeah. yeah. Get some, spread some hummus into it to fill the gaps. <laughs> it's a bit, bit of Ardennes. And then, then lacquer it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the great, you're, you're absolutely right to point out the spread being put on the away day. Yeah. I'd also just say one of my favourite moments from Fulham is the guy cutting the birthday yeah. cake on the on the seat. Yeah, it was a Victoria Sponge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just phenomenal. Yeah. Great stuff. They, yeah. they they know their audience yeah. and they're monetising, you know, appropriately. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm not much of a drinker myself, so if, if someone did that when I was at a game, mm. I'd be delighted. Absolutely. Give, right. me, give me a slice of that. Have you got a napkin? No, I haven't. Yeah. Fine. Don't worry, don't, don't worry about it. for everybody. Yeah. Do you want ants? One of the... This is how you get ants, but fine. <laughs> And see Jim over there. Shall I do Betway's four to score? Please. Yeah, I'll do Betway's four to score now because um, let's face it, mm-hmm. you know, we have to be honest with ourselves. We're talking about cheese balls. Yep. Uh, it's time for Betway's four to score, which is of course absolutely free. Each week, pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly fifty thousand pound jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game, and further T's and C's apply. Of course, you're running out of opportunities to play this season because the <laughs> season is rapidly coming to a close. Okay, game number one. Um, West Ham v Manchester City Sunday 2 o'clock Marcus are you going to play into the narrative here mm. thinking that West Ham might get something or are you going to go down the road more travelled the road more travelled okay I'm going to go for Phil Foden never heard of him no. game number 2 Leeds United v Brighton same time Sunday 2 o'clock Jim Campbell I'm going to go for Lewis Dunk okay you fancy Ooh. Brighton as well perhaps game number 3 our friend Pete has uh, picked a player for Wolves v Norwich here's what he had to say Wolves, Norwich City. I'm going to go for Timu Puki. Nice and easy. Okay, Timo Puki for Peter. And I've got game number four. I'm bringing up the rear. Go on, mate. Everton v Brentford. A massive game for those toffee men. Uh, that's Sunday at 4.30. I'm going to go for Richarlison, I think. Yeah. I think Everton will probably just about have enough. Because um, you know, when, when the chips are down, they have to really do it. I think they probably will. So, mm. in summary, our four first goal scorers are Foden, Dunk, Puki, and Richarlison. If you want to play along, it's absolutely free, but you must be over the age of 18 and do gamble responsibly. For more information on that, head to begambleaware.org and make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Head over to betway.com forward slash four to score to play. Okay, now it's time for this. One of those games is quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. Oh, yes, indeed. It is absolutely time for this. I am going to be in the chair running Luke's game this week. It's good to have you back in the chair. I've, yeah. I haven't been in the chair for ages. I know. All I feel like I've been doing is embarrassing myself on a Friday. <laughs> I, I, I had so many poor returns. Mm. I remember the Cavani one. Oh, so bad. I remember the Cavani, Cavani. one. Anyway, it's Jim versus Marcus. Um, Jim, you are to go first. I think Let's everyone see. listening knows how to play the game. By now, if they don't, um, they will pick it up as they go along. There is an absolutely belting player in this list this week. The algorithm has chucked up a beauty, Ugh. an absolute beauty. So all I would it. say is, both to you two playing and those listening, wherever you are, strap yourselves in, okay? <laughs> We're going to build up to a big climax. Here we go. Here, okay? Here we go. I think I've been dreading this show for the wrong reasons. Okay. I now realise. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Can we do this first chat again? <laughs> Our friend Jimmy B says to us that Jim is ranked lower than Marcus, so Jim gets to go first. The first player uh, has been in 16 films. It's Tom <laughs> Selleck. <No. laughs> more played... than that. <laughs> yeah. Probably has been more than that. Uh, he's played for four clubs. Oh. Nice, easy one to start. Okay. Easing you in gently. In four clubs in total. He is... Um, actually, he is the subject of one of my favourite ever Marcus Speller WhatsApps. And he... <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember, but he got himself quite a, a punk style during the lockdown. And uh, we shared it on the WhatsApp, and you came back with Rob Green Day. Oh! It's Rob Green. Blimey. Rob Green. Four clubs, Jim. Oof. Four clubs in total for Rob Green. Career started in 1999, ended, I think, officially in 2019. So a very long career. How many of his four clubs can you name? Jim Campbell. We're on a stag do with my mate John Digby, and apparently he's a very nice guy. Yeah. I'm going to go for three. Not hugely confident. Well, three out of four, About. that's 75% of the, of the clubs he's played for. Yeah, I think one of them might be mental, but I'm going <laughs> to go for three. It's just mind game. Marcus? I'll go all four. Okay, all four. I'm going to have to go all four, because I think he's got the three. Jim, you've got no room to manoeuvre now. I do not. Marcus gets to go for the four. Uh, one at a time, right. please. The four clubs that Rob Green's played for. West Ham? That's correct. Norwich City? Started his career there, that's also correct. Uh, QPR? Yes, played 121 league games. Now, this is where, but presumably you said four clubs. I did say four clubs. So he must have. Did he play a game for Chelsea? I'm afraid not, Marcus. Ah, I had Chelsea. Well, you're I'm both wrong. thinking of Mark Schwarzer. You're both wrong. Well, he was. Because the lovely old job. He yeah. was at Chelsea for a season. Yeah. Never played. Yeah, right. I, th- I thought that. The club you needed was Leeds United. Uh, oh, I, I wouldn't have got that in a million he years. Also, spent a season on loan. Uh, sorry, not on loan. Actually, permanently for a season, and also played no games at Huddersfield Town. Uh, so that there's six actually that he's been attached to, yeah. but only four he's played for, yeah, and now yeah, yeah. Norwich, West Ham, QPR, and, and that Leeds. is the, and that's the thing you said. Clubs he's played for. Didn't exactly. say who he signed for. Yes, but I thought <clears throat> I, I just thought he might have had one appearance for Chelsea. But those heartless sods, Jim, didn't yeah. let him play. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's one nil to Jim. Marcus is going to go first this time. This player's played for five clubs in total. His mm. career ran from 2001 to 2017. He is tricky one. This Sean Maloney. That is a tricky one. Sean Maloney. This, to me, is a dictionary definition player that you might get confused with another player, yes. which is your biggest weakness in this game. Absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So five clubs for Sean. All right. Uh, Good player, I thought. Um, tricky. Yeah, okay. Good player I'll, to watch. I'll, ooh, two. Okay. Jim? Marcus refusing it. Marcus always requests a pen and paper for the game. Never Doesn't uses use it. it. Yeah, Again, mind game, isn't it? Um, I think we'd all be more comfortable with you guys with the close your laptops as well at this Maloney. point. But I, I keep the laptop up so he can't see what I'm writing. Okay. Um, I can confirm that you can he's not, see he's I'm not, not Googling things, not can't you? Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what he has got on the screen, but it's not that. Um, five. <laughs> it's all consensual. So we've had two from Marcus, Jim. I'm going to make him do them. I think he'll get it, but... I'm you don't want to go three? Nah. You don't want to do the Luke Moore technique of just yeah. falling on your sword on every single player? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Probably very wise. That's why you won the up. Yeah. So two from you, please, Marcus, that Sean Maloney has played for. Yeah, I really could be confusing him with... Uh... <laughs> we, I, I think I'll speak with half of the whole listenership, and I'll say, I hope, we, I hope you are. <laughs> um, Wigan? That's correct. Celtic? Well played. That's also correct. I thought, do you know what? When you said, oh, you get mixed up, I was like, I won't mix him up with Simon Donnelly. Oh, no. <laughs> um, did he play for Sheffield Wednesday? No, he didn't. No, that was Simon Donnelly. <laughs> so, <laughs> my paper here says Wigan Villa. Yeah, he played for Villa. Oh! For a season. I have got Celtic. Then. So Celtic, he started his career there, went to Villa, went back to Celtic, then to Wigan. Uh, then he finished up at Chicago Fire and then Hull City. Right. Oh. Um, so that's one all. And uh, Jim, you get to go first on this one. This okay. is playing right into your hands, brother. Uh, six um, teams this player's played for. He's still playing now. Uh, he is Francis Coquelin. Oh. Francis Coquelin. Six clubs for him. 2008 his career started. And he, as I said, he's still playing. So still doing well. How many of the six clubs can you name? Hmm. Hmm. Let's have an answer, Jim. I'm going to be bold and go for four. Nice. Jim bids four. Marcus, do I hear five or six from you? It'd no. be an Andy Brassel flex if he went all six. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm not going to do that. I, I'm, I'm not going to do that. No, I want Jim to name four. Okay, Jim, four clubs to go 2-1 ahead. Four clubs that Francis Coquelin has played for of the six that he's turned I can't for. do five. He obviously played for Arsenal. That's one, correct. Currently at VRAR. That's also correct, too. He went on loan from Arsenal to Freiburg. 
Three. Oh, well, well played. I think he actually left Arsenal not for Villarreal, but I think Valencia. There's your fourth, Jim. Yeah, that is, can I just say, yeah. Charlton in there as well? It is. He could have gone five. Um, your sixth is Lorient. Right. Which he also went on loan quite early in his career, which mm. forgive you for not getting. But Jim, I think that's probably maybe your best individual yeah, performance. That was a lovely, <laughs> that was lovely. I had Valencia, Villarreal and Arsenal. Yeah. Um, so uh, Arsenal, Lorient, Freiburg, Charlton, Valencia and Villarreal. Um, that's 2-1 to Jim. It's all to play Jimmy, for. Baby. But if, if people listening are thinking, well, that was a bit of a soft one for Jim. That's playing right into his hands. Mm. That's the algorithm. Yep, it's yep. generated before we even know who's on the show. That's right. So please do bear that in mind when I tell you the next player. Uh-huh. Um, five clubs. Yeah. Uh, Alexandra Mitrovic. <laughs> 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 so uh, he's played for five. Uh-huh. Um, Marcus, you're up first. So I mean, it's kind yeah. of playing into your hands as well now. It but is. you need this one. Literally, you need this one. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, please, please, be, the last one needs to be All right. still alive. Okay. So the pressure's on you here. Yeah, it is. Mitrovic. If you get all five, I mean, I'll give you the money myself. Yeah. How many do you reckon? I don't, I don't look, my, I, I'm staying impartial as my role as host, but uh, I, I Jim's going to struggle whether... with this more than you are. Um, I'll go four. Four? Yeah. I'm not going five, so, no. yeah. It's very wise to not go five. <clears throat> so four. You need this yeah, I do. to stay in. And I've suddenly forgotten the one. Because I'm telling you now, we're doing the last one properly. <laughs> oh, no, I've forgotten. I've got confused which Belgian club it was. Okay, let's do the ones I know. So four. Yeah, Fulham. That's correct, that's one. Newcastle United. That's obviously correct, that's two. Partizan. Very good, that's three. And Very I'm, good. I'm about to crap the bed here. So I'm going to have to, I think I'm going to go for a speculative one. Um, forgive pronunciation. Teleoptic. Fucking hell, that's true. Oh, there you go. wow. That's wow. where he started his that's career. That's where he started his career. So the other, Fucking club, hell, the other yeah. club was Anderlecht. It was Anderlecht. Right. Do you know what? Suddenly I was doing Anderlecht and suddenly I was like, Shallower. What? Why is yeah. that in my head? Yeah. And I think that's maybe where Dennis Adoy currently yeah. is. The, and that's, well, that this is was, it with players yeah, from your ex- club. Exactly. You just know their history well, I, better. For, for about a week, I've just been going, oi, 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 Dennis Adoy in my head, in, interspersed with Pitbull and Betty Boo. <laughs> and uh, uh, Terrifying and place. <laughs> The standard today, yeah, it's too all. But that's why I thought I thought I could do all five, and I thought oh, I can't remember. Oh, was it tell it? Yeah, because that's this where is, it started. This has been great stuff. So it's two apiece, and it appears <laughs> to rest on a nightmarish one. <laughs> great, Jim. I cannot tell you <laughs> what the algorithm's thrown up here <laughs> to the point where assistant producer Rory said to me, "Are you definitely sure you want to do this?" Oh. And I said, "Oh." <laughs> Oh, oh, we're doing it. Yeah, we oh, are doing no. it. Jim's first. It's two all. Winner takes all. It's sudden death, effectively. Mm. This player has uh, played for no twenty clubs. Oh, bugger off! <laughs> Just bugger right off. It's John Burridge. Oh, oh my goodness! Sake. Now, while you're thinking, oh. I'm just going to let our little younger listeners go. No, this guy's a goalkeeper. He started his career in 1969. Yeah, it went all the way on to 1997. Okay. You have to forgive me on the admin here. I'm fairly certain there are 20 professional clubs, or at least they were professional clubs when he played for them. On one hand, this is really tough because it's John Burridge. On the other hand, he's played for so many clubs, yeah. it's essentially just a gamble of how many uh-huh. you want to guess. And Jim, you get to go first. I'm going to go for four. Okay. <laughs> four? <laughs> you, you see what I'm going to do. Fair play to you, Jim. I honestly thought you were going to like go for two there or something. To just... Do you want five out of 20? You've only got to name 20... 25% of his clubs. The thing is, right, I I reckon the type of club I, I would have a go, but I'm confident with two semi... Do you reckon you know two? Yeah. Okay. You need five. To yeah, get no, I, 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 look. I, I, go on. Let's have... Because, Jim, look, you've, if you can do this, you very much earn the victory. It's going to take me about 15 minutes to read all the clubs yeah, yeah, at the end, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you might as well... Okay. Uh, so you're going to do four. I, honestly, I, four. I respect that four because I thought I thought we were going to sort of edge up and go like, but yeah. okay. Well, I, I think G- this is build up to a great finish. Jim's Freiburg shout, Marx's teleoptic <laughs> shout was even better. And now Jim's going to try and name four clubs that John Bryan just played for. If you pull this off, mm. it might just give you an honorary trophy or could something. Be. Yeah. Could be. Go ahead. Okay, so Man City? That's correct. I played four okay. games for him mm. in the league in 1994 You're going to hear that a lot. Yeah. He played yeah. three yeah. games. Yeah. <laughs> People think I'm building up the tension, but I'm actually just yeah. looking yeah, at yeah, the yeah, reading. Yeah. Sunderland? The Sunderland clause. Oh, I don't you know can if he see did. why he's done that. I don't know if he did. You can see why he's done the Sunderland clause. Mac! 
Marcus Speller Marcus Speller does win. Oh, Marcus Speller does win. You know what I did? I thought, yeah. You could probably guess who my other two guesses were. Go on. Portsmouth? No. No, nah, he didn't play Portsmouth. Oh, did he not? QPR and Derby. <laughs> I just figured, go on, if ever, if Jim, ever there's a player. Do you, hear, do you want to hear something? Yeah. He played for both. <laughs> <laughs> you played for both of them, mate. No, I, I should have gone three. Mate, uh, fair play to you. Well, I had. I know he played for Hibs. Yep. Um, I uh, played for them in '91. Yeah, '93. Yeah. Who was the other side I had? I think Man City were the other one. Um, I thought he might have played for Portsmouth. No, so he played for Workington in 1969-1971. They were professional at the time. Yeah. I'm going to bang through these very quickly. Blackpool, uh, Aston Villa, Southend United, mm. Crystal Palace, Queens Park Rangers, Wolves, Derby. Sheffield United, Southampton, Newcastle, Hibs, um, Scarborough, who I think were in the Football League at the time, Lincoln City, who were two, Aberdeen, uh, oh, yeah, Dumbarton Aberdeen. he played for, he played for Falkirk, Man City, as Jim mentioned, yeah. Darlington, and I think they were in the Football League at the time as well, <laughs> and then I think finished uh, at Blythe Spartans, but didn't play for them a couple of clubs before that, but he finished his playing career, as in he actually turned out yeah. for the final club, which were Queen of the South. Yes. Oh, so there you go. What a man. Imagine I, if you had gone Derby first. I know. I, mean, I, I, I considered Wolves as well because they kind of hover about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think if you're going for that tactic, you're never leaving something. I really, I respect that, Jim. I, I it's really a remarkable do. career. The only what thing more man. remarkable will be all the listeners who said they knew all of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of listeners are going, who's that? Yeah. I was uh, going, well, who's that? He used, to, he used to sometimes take a football to bed with him. Yeah, he, he was a very, right. uh, very passionate football fan. I think he, uh, he was a coach for a long while afterwards as That's well. That's right. Yeah. He might still, I don't think he still is, but he was. out in the US, maybe? Possibly. Big budgie. Yeah. Um, he, he, um, yeah, he's, he's managed a team called Global, according to this, who were a team well, in the, out, in the Phil- out in the Philippines. There you go. There we are. Mm. Him and Sven. Uh, <laughs> There's nothing Once to suggest that Sven was anything to do with Once it. Once a show. Managed this national team, of course. How yeah. can we forget that? But you won't let us. <laughs> Oh dear. Well, thank you very much for listening to the Football Rabble preview show sponsored by Betway, everybody. It's been an absolute ruddy pleasure. The, the, the key is turning the lock. The gate is open. Betty Boo, get me to the weekend is playing. Get yourselves out there. It's going to be a marvellous time. Enjoy the FA Cup final. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Enjoy Eurovision as well. Thank, you. Be a <laughs> thank you very much, Jim Campbell. You're welcome. Liverpool probably win it. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.